stuff here real quick. Okay, uh, we, we left off <clears throat> in the book of Acts here, and we're just going to pull this down here, just the book of Acts right here. Well, actually, it didn't do it. Well, what if I do this? Let's go Acts chapter 1. Okay, there's only 28 chapters, and we're already at 10. We finished all the way through 9, and it's only been, it hadn't even been two years. I think it's it's been, I don't know, well, I think I jumped way ahead. That's, uh oh, at this point right here, I think we are sitting at, oh, uh, Oh, just under a year. It's it's real fast. I mean, this the guy that the guy that wrote this, which was Luke. He sat down and wrote it. Okay, uh, but anyway, oh, uh, remember this is where Paul was. Man, he's trying to kill the Christians, buddy. Paul tells you later in the in the in in his his letters that that's what he was doing. He was interested in killing them. Had some of them killed. He was standing there when Stephen got killed. Okay, so yeah, here we are. Um, Oh, looking at chapter six here, that's when Stephen, uh, oh, he's just in charge of a food program, remember? He's helping them. But anyway, uh, they didn't like him because uh, the Jews didn't like him because he was, uh, people were getting healed and he was telling people about Jesus. And then, of course, they wind up, they stoned him. So, and at, and at this point, it hadn't been but f- about a month and a half. Okay, so here we are. So that's why I'm saying it's, uh, this is under, this is well under a year. But anyway, as you remember, in Acts chapter 9, um, um, right when, notice, it starts out, but Paul, threatening every breath and eager to destroy every Christian, went to the high priest. You know, he wants all these people arrested. He got a letter to take off, and it's the reason he, this is that great story where, you know, that light shined on him, and it was Jesus talking with him. Okay, but you know, even it, it was over with. I mean, look at that. Verse 1, 2, and 3, the light, and it's over with. That's the end of that. Look how God protects you. But anyway, here we go. If you come on down here to the latter part of chapter 9, that's when uh, Peter is, um, he's just going to another town and trying to tell people about Jesus. And uh, uh, anyway, and uh, these people are getting healed. He's down here at Lydda. This woman uh, named Dorcas comes back to life again, you know, and wow. Okay. So it says here that Peter stayed a long time in Joppa living with Simon the Tanner. So we're still around uh, no longer than a year or whatever. So that's what's going on. So remember, let's go right on to the rest of the story. In Caesarea, that's another town, probably a day's walk away. There lived a Roman officer. Uh, there, there lived a Roman army officer, Cornelius, a captain of the Italian regiment. Remember, this time of the Romans, so it kind of made sense. Okay, he was a godly man, deeply reverent, as was his entire household. Now. Notice we got the details, but this is not like, you know, mythological. This is a story, and we take it in Sunday school. You know, that's why I just, I just, we just should never have called it Sunday school. It's just church. We're supposed to, like we see here in the scriptures, we'll see when they go to the synagogue, they read the scriptures. And that's what we do here. We read the scriptures. Okay. He gave generously to charity and was a man of prayer. While wide awake one afternoon, he had a vision. Let's see. Come on. Oh, my God. What did you see? Okay. It was about three o'clock, and in this vision, he saw an angel of God coming to him. Cornelius, the angel said. Well, we've heard stories like this everywhere. One came, spoke to Jacob, remember that, and other places, to Daniel. Here we go. Cornelius stared at him. Notice this in terror. Now, I thought it was a cute-looking woman. Man, these angels, remember, that's where the giants came from, so they can't be little short ones. They got to be pretty tall. Whoa. Well, what do you want, sir? He asked the angel. The angel replied, Your prayers and charities have not gone gone unnoticed by God. Now send some men to Joppa 
to find a man named Simon Peter who's staying with Simon the Tanner down by the shore. Ask him to come visit you. Wow. Wow. As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants, a godly soldier, look who he had with him, and one of his personal bodyguards, and told them what had happened and sent them off to Joppa. The next day, they were nearing the city. Now look at this. Peter went up on the roof of his house to pray. This is just Peter. It was noon, he was hungry, but while lunch was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky opened and a great canvas sheet suspended by its four corners settled to the ground. In the sheet, look at this, were all kinds of animals, snakes, birds, forbidden for the Jews to eat for food. Okay? All right. Then a voice said, hey, go kill and eat any of them you wish. Peter said, never, Lord, Peter declared. I've never in all my life eaten such creatures, for they are forbidden by the Jewish laws. You know, we, we come to a crossroads in our life here and we go, did these things happen or not? Yeah. This is basically going to lead us into telling us that our Old Testament has passed away. All those things. Anyway, here it goes. The voice spoke again. Don't contradict God. If he says something is kosher, it is. Oh, I don't eat no pig, man. I don't have no barbecue. Mm-mm, buddy. The vision was repeated three times. Wow. Then the sheet was pulled up into heaven. Well, Peter uh, was very perplexed. What could the vision mean? What, uh, what he was, yeah, what could the vision mean? What was he supposed to do? Just then, the men by Cornelius uh, had found the house, sent by Cornelius. They found the house, and they were standing at the gate, inquiring whether or not this was the place that Simon Peter lived. Now, watch this. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzled about the vision, the Holy Spirit said, hey, three guys are looking for you. And you know, this is so funny. This happens to us, too. It's kind of like, you know, you have a thought, and you go, oh, there it is, or there they are, or whatever. Turn around, and anyway. Go down and meet them. And he says, go with them. All is well. I've sent them. So Peter went down. And notice he just came right out and said, hey, I'm the guy you're looking for. Now, what do you want? Then they told him about Cornelius, the Roman officer, a good and godly man, well thought of by the Jews. But now he's not a Jew, okay? All right. Oh, and how the angel had instructed him to send for Peter to come and tell him what God wanted him to do. So Peter invited them in and they lodged them overnight. Now, as a Jew, you're not supposed to do that. You do not, it's like I, I was telling you about the Palestinians and the, because that's the same thing, Palestinians and the Jews, that movie or whatever. Anyway, the next day, he went with them, accompanied by some other believers from Joppa. They arrived at Caesarea the following day, and Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. I mean, it, this was getting to Cornelius. Cornelius was going, I know I saw that angel. I spoke to this angel. This, oh, this is, woo. So he called his friends. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell to the ground in worship. Oh, man. Peter said, hey, stand up. I'm not a god. Whoa, whoa, get up. Don't, don't, don't be bowing down to me. So he got up. They talked a while, and then they went where the others were assembled. It's almost like they were in the foyer there, and everybody else was in there, whatever. Peter told them, you know, it's against the Jewish laws for me to come into a, a Gentile home like this. You talk about racist. Yeah. They were supposed to. But God has shown me in a vision that I should never think of anyone as inferior. So I came as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me what you want. Cornelius said, well, okay, four days ago I was praying in the afternoon, la da 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 Okay, tell them the story. You know, suddenly there was a man standing before me, look at that, clothed in a radiant robe. See all the details we get now? 
All right, he told Cornelius, your prayers are heard. Your charity has been noticed by God. Now send some men to Joppa. Summon Simon Peter, who stayed. Look at it. The angel knew exactly where he was. In the home of Simon, a tanner down by the shore. So I sent for you at once, and you have done well to come for me. Now remember, he's a commander in the Roman army. Now we're all here waiting before the Lord, anxious to hear what he has told you to tell us. What do you think Peter's thinking? He's got to be thinking, I guess I got it. Well, here's what he says. Peter replied, I can see clearly that the Jews are not God's only favorites. Wow. In every nation, he has those who worship him and do deeds and are acceptable to him. Yeah, like Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure you have heard about the good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus, the Messiah, who is Lord of... Of course, we don't believe he created it. Yes, we do. Lord of creation. This message has sped, spread throughout Judea, beginning with John the Baptist in Galilee. And you no doubt know that Jesus of Nazareth was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit. Hmm, what else? What? He's just giving a little history, isn't he? And power. And he went about doing good. Look at that. He, look at that phrase. Healing all who were oppressed by demons, for God was with him. He was healing everybody. Yeah. And we apostles are witnesses of all that he did through Israel and in Jerusalem, where he was murdered on a cross. Remember, not even, not even a year ago since this. But God brought him back to life again three days later and showed him to certain witnesses. Uh, God, uh, here we go, had selected, not to the general public, but to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he sent us to preach the good news everywhere and to testify that Jesus is ordained uh, of God to be the judge of all living in the dead. And all the prophets have written about him saying that everyone who believes in him, look at that, will have their sins forgiven through his name. Now look at this. Even as Peter was saying these things, oh my gosh, the Holy Spirit fell on those listening. The Jews who came with Peter were amazed. See, they're flipping out. Because this happened in Acts chapter 2, you know, and it was just Jews. But there could be no doubt about them for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Whoa, whoa, okay. Now, this is just history. We're not going to pause here or nothing. There's nothing, nothing spectacular here that, uh, other than this. Watch this. Okay, so Peter's going, can anyone object my baptizing them now that they've received the Holy Spirit like we did? So he baptized them in the name of, the, uh, in the name of Jesus, the Messiah. Afterwards, Cornelius begged him to stay for several days. Okay, boom. Soon, the news reached back at headquarters. Your headquarters is not the throne of God. They get off so bad. And you know how they get off? They get legal. You got to be circumcised. You can believe in Jesus, but you got to keep all them feast. Okay? Paul even said in his letters, he said, if I believe that, I wouldn't be thrown in jail. Anybody can say, yeah, just, just let Jesus be your Lord, but you still got to keep all the Jewish laws. Nope, you don't. Anyway, boy, were they hot about it. So soon news reached the apostles and the brothers in Judea that the Gentiles were being converted. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers argued with him. Oh, you fellowship with Gentiles? You even ate with them? They accused. Then Peter told them the whole story. One day in Joppa, you know, all right, he's going to tell the story. I was praying in a vision. A huge sheet laid down by its four corners. We remember all this. All kind of animals, reptiles, and birds ran it. And I heard a voice, kill, eat whatever you wish. Never, I said. I've never eaten anything forbidden by our Jewish laws. The voice came again. Don't say it isn't right when God declares it is. Wow. This happened three times. Remember, he's telling the story, and it disappeared into heaven. Just then, you know the story, the three men from Cornelius, you know, they came 
uh, from Caesarea arrived at the house where I was staying, the Holy Spirit said, go with them. Don't worry about them being Gentiles. Okay. These six brothers. Oh, so now we got not just Peter at the Jerusalem church, but now all these six guys are with him. The six guys that went along. As soon as we arrived at the home of the man who had sent the message, he told us how the angel had appeared to him and told him to send messengers to Joppa to find Simon. See, all this stuff is just way too supernatural. He'll tell you, look at this. He'll tell you, look what he says. He will tell you how you and all your household can be saved. Wow, the angel told him. Well, I began telling the good news, but just as I was getting started to my sermon, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as it fell on us from the beginning. Good night. Wow. All right, then I thought of the Lord's words. Yes, John baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And since it was God who gave these Gentiles the same gift he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus, who was I to argue? When the others heard this, all their objections were answered, and they began praising God. Yes, they said, God has given to the Gentiles, too, the privilege of turning to him and receiving eternal life. Wow, they didn't think that could happen. They thought it was just Jews only. Meanwhile, look at this. Meanwhile, the believers who had fled from Jerusalem during the persecution of Stephen, that's why it's still within seven months. They traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. Just think of it as like Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. It's about that region, okay? It can stretch around 300 and something miles, 600 sometimes, but it's about that region. However, some of the believers went to Antioch to, from Cyprus and Cyrene and gave their message about the Lord Jesus to some Greeks. Now remember, they don't know what's going on. They just said, hey, we'll just... Why don't we tell them? And the Lord honored this effort so that large numbers of these Gentiles became believers. Now when the church at Jerusalem, you know, they heard about it. Remember, they don't control this. Jesus is Lord, not a church. They sent Barnabas and Antioch to help the new converts. When he arrived and saw the wonderful things God was doing, he was filled with excitement and joy, and he encouraged the believers to stay close to the Lord, whatever the cost. Barnabas was a kindly person, full of the Holy Spirit, strong in faith, and as a result, large numbers of people were added to the Lord. Then Barnabas went on to Tarsus to hunt for Paul. Okay? When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch, and both of them stayed there. Now, here's going to be a time frame, I think, for two years. No, for a year, I think is what it is. Yeah, for a full year, teaching the many new converts. And it was there at Antioch that the believers were first called Christians. During this time, some prophets came from Jerusalem to Antioch, one of them named Agabus. He stood up in the meeting to predict by the Spirit there was a great famine coming upon the land of Israel. This was fulfilled in the reign of Claudius. So the believers decided to send relief to the Christians in Judea and giving as much as, uh, each giving as much as he could. This they did, consigning their gifts to Barnabas and Paul and to take to the elders of the church in Jerusalem. That's the end of that chapter. Paul references this in the book of Corinthians. Okay, so, uh, whoops, whoops, hang on. Okay, so this hadn't been but uh, now about a year and a half. Okay, look at this. About that time, so you can't start a story with about that time without knowing what's going on. Been about a year and a half. Since Jesus died off to heaven. About that time, King Herod. Oh boy. This is Herod's son. It's not the same Herod that when Jesus was born. It's another one. He moved against some of the believers and killed the apostle James. Now let's see who that is. 
There was Peter, James, and John. A lot of times you hear that story. Peter and James and John. Jesus took them up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Jairus' daughter was, was sick. Well, actually, she was dead. He took in there Peter, James, and John. That's that James right there. Well, he killed him. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish leaders, he arrested Peter. During the Passover celebration, imprisoned him, placing him under a guard of 16 soldiers. Now think about that. 16 soldiers. Get that count. Uh, Herod's intent was to deliver Peter to the Jews for execution after the Passover. Now, how can you go into all the world and preach the gospel if you keep getting killed? Okay, well, anyway. Watch what happens here. You think that's important, verse 5? Yeah. But earnest prayer was going up to God from the church for his safety. Notice they weren't saying, well, you know, if it's the Lord's will. No, they were praying for his safety. All the time he was in prison. The night before he was going to be executed, look how close that is. Prayer, and here's the praise report. Anyway, he was asleep double-chained between two soldiers and others standing guard before the prison gate. You know, it doesn't matter how bad your problem, how impossible it is, just pray. Suddenly, there was a light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood beside Peter. The angel slapped him on the side to awaken him and said, hey, quick, get up. The chains fell from his wrist. Wow. Then the angel told him, get dressed, put on your shoes. And he did. Put on your coat, follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel. But all the time he thought it was a dream or a vision. Didn't believe it was really happening. They, uh, I mean, see, little things like that. Why did they say that? See, if I was the fiction writer, I wouldn't have said that. I'd have said, oh, this is normal. The angel was green and he had horns and what. Peter didn't even believe it. Okay, he said, What? They passed through the first and second cell blocks and came to the iron gate. So they're getting out of the prison. And all of a sudden, the iron gate to the street, it opened on its own. So they passed through and walked along together for a block. And then all of a sudden, the angel was gone. Peter finally realized what had happened. It's really true. He said to himself, the Lord has sent his angel, save me from Herod and what the Jews had hoped to do. Now, remember, this wasn't the first time it happened to Peter. In Acts chapter, I think it was chapter 4, they were thrown in jail, and the angel came and got them out. Anyway, after a little while, he thought, he, no, after a little thought, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered uh, for a prayer meeting. Now, remember, this is late at night. He knocked on the door, and a girl named Rhoda, what do we need these names for? It's the history, isn't it? She recognized Peter's voice and was overjoyed. She ran back inside, didn't even let him in to tell everyone Peter was standing outside the street. They didn't believe her. You're out of your mind. But she insisted, no, excuse me, when she insisted, they said, well, it's got to be his angel. <laughs> I mean, man, I know sometimes when we get answered prayers, it's like, oh my God, that's hard to believe it ever happened. They must have killed him. <laughs> Meanwhile, Peter's still out there pounding away on that door. Finally, they went down and opened the door, and look at that, their surprise knew no bounds. Look at the words. He motioned for them, quiet, quiet down, shh. And he told them what happened and how the Lord had brought him out of jail. See what, see what praise reports are and, and, and the power of Jesus in your daily life? Whoa. Okay, here it goes. He said, um, uh, anyway, he, he motioned them to quiet down and he told them how the Lord got him out of jail. Tell James and the others what happened. Now, that James there, that's the Lord's literal brother. Remember, Jesus had some real brothers, about five or six of them, some sisters too. They didn't believe him, but boy, after the resurrection, they were on board. They knew him. He, that, that's what he was. Uh, 
And so he left for safer quarters. At dawn, uh-oh. This reason, it's so, so, you know, well, Richard, you can't pray about everything because it's going to affect other people. You know, you just, you just don't. Listen, I don't care. Get yourself out of trouble. David even said when he was in the book of Psalms, he said, I don't care if they call in the name of the Lord. I'm going to get you. <laughs> David said, the Lord's on my side. And he said, if they call on the name of the Lord, too bad. He's on my side. You know, you win. Don't worry about this other stuff. Look at this. The jail was in great commotion. What happened to Peter? Same thing happened in Acts chapter 4. Whatever. When Herod sent for him and found out he wasn't there, oh no, he had the 16 guards arrested, court-martialed, and sentenced to death. Afterward, he left uh, to live in Caesarea for a while. Now this is Herod. Look what happened. While he was at Caesarea, a delegation from Tyre and Sidon arrived to see him, but he was highly displeased. In other words, Herod uh, had some say-so in this. Okay. He was displeased with the people of these two cities, but the delegates made friends with Blastus, the royal secretary, and asked for peace. See, all this stuff couldn't happen, could it? And asked for peace, for their cities were economically dependent upon trade with Herod's country. This has got a lot to do with the Christians. No, it doesn't. It's not, it's no, there's no spiritual significance here, except for one thing's fixed to happen to Mr. Herod. That's great. An appointment with Herod was granted. And when that day arrived, he put on his royal robes and he sat on his throne and made a speech to them. But now they're just going to... Remember, they need money from this guy. At the conclusion, the people gave him a great ovation. Oh, it's the voice of a God and not of a man. That's what was prevalent all over Rome. They even said Caesar was a God. So they were doing it down here. Boy, instantly, look at that. Angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness so that he was filled with maggots and died. Whoa. Because he accepted the people's worship instead of not giving the glory to God. How far did Hitler get trying to build a superior race? I tell you what, praise God, we got God on our side. Anyway, so there went there the end of, end of Herod. He's gone. What do you think Peter thought when he found about that? Found out about that once it hit the news. Uh, Herod's dead. <laughs> Peter's like, boy, this is just the way it goes. Whoever your enemies are, God gets them out of the way. God's good news was spreading rapidly and there were many new believers. Barnabas and Paul now visited Jerusalem. And as soon as they had finished their business, they returned to Antioch. They took all that money up there to help give relief and they were on their way back. Taking with them uh, uh, John Mark with them. I'm going to keep cruising. Watch this. Among the prophets and teachers at the church of Antioch were Barnabas, Simeon, also called the black man. I'm going to show you this. Let's go to King James a second. Look at that verse 1 again. Look at that. Remember he said black man. Now there were in the church at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon, that was called, that's what black man is. I mean, we don't have to choke over it, right? I mean, we know they're from Nigeria, whatever, but he was called. <laughs> well, you, Richard, you need another G on there. Well, really? Really? I think it speaks for itself. Let's go back to the Living Bible. Look at this. We don't go crazy over that. Our society does that. Yeah. It's just like I'm a Grissomite. To a Huntsvilleite, they're panthers and we're tigers and oh, it's racist. Uh, who cares? God. Among the prophets and teachers at uh, Antioch, uh, excuse me, church at Antioch were Barnabas and Simeon. Now remember, Antioch's about 150 miles away, maybe 200 miles away from Jerusalem. Okay. They're basically up there where the Gentiles are. It's not even in the Holy Land. Okay. Okay, so Barnabas and Simeon, also called the black man, or Niger, some like to say, whatever, really. Lucius from Cyrene, Menin, the Foster. Look, whoa, hold on a minute here. 
Manan, the foster brother of King Herod? Well, think about it. Remember when Jesus was before Pilate? And Pilate's trying to, he's trying to set him free, isn't he? Remember, Pilate's wife comes in. Uh, honey, don't have anything to do with him. <laughs> I had a dream about him. We don't want to be messing with him. Foster brother of King Herod, who's just been killed, okay, and Paul. There was also a lot of people that were inside uh, Pilate's uh, government that was on Jesus' side. Go back and read the book of Luke, you'll see that. That's the reason Luke said it here. Okay, one day as these men were worshiping and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Hey, dedicate Barnabas and Paul for a special job I have for them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So here they go. This is what we call Paul's missionary journeys. This is why they call that. But it, it, this is history. So we're looking at right now, we're still looking probably with under, it hadn't been two years since Jesus. Directed by the Holy Spirit, they went to Seleucia, we'll just say number one. Then they sailed for Cyprus. There's number two there in the town of Salamis, uh, Salamis, whatever. They went to the Jewish synagogue and preached. Now, John Mark went with them as their assistant. They keep mentioning this John Mark thing. Okay. Uh, afterward, they preached from town to town across the entire island until they reached Paphos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer, a fake prophet named Bar-Jesus. What a name. He had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Paulus, a man of considerable insight and understanding. In other words, the guy had a pretty good IQ, didn't he? Okay. Uh, look what happens. The governor invited Paul, Barnabas and Paul to visit him, for he wanted to hear their message from God. But the doggone sorcerer, Elimus, his name in Greek, inferred and urged the governor to pay no attention to Paul and Barnabas, trying to keep, look at that, trying to keep him from trusting the Lord. Now notice the phrase, we're going to see this a bunch. It's not turning from sin. You're going to turn from sin. There's going to be a change in your life. But it's called trusting the Lord. Otherwise, Jesus would just say, hey, y'all better cut it out or y'all ain't going to heaven. You can cut it out all day long and you ain't going to heaven. It's got to be Jesus. Anyway, then Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, glared angrily. Oh, he shouldn't have done that. Boy, Paul lost his Christianity there, didn't he? No, he didn't. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Shoo. You son of the devil. Oh, my God. Wash your mouth out, Paul. No, he was telling the truth. Full of every sort of trickery and villainy and enemy of all. He wasn't going to shut up, was he? Will you never end your opposition to the Lord? Boy, he just let him have it, didn't he? Now God had laid his, no. And now God has laid his hand of punishment on you and you'll be stricken a while with blindness. Boy, instantly, boy, this guy couldn't see. Whoa. Now remember, they're like standing before President Trump. You know, this is in the, this is in the White House. Instantly, boy, darkness fell upon him. He began wandering around begging for someone to take him by his hand and lead him. When the governor saw what happened, he believed and was astonished at the power of God's message. That's why here in the Bible Belt, we have got to polish up ourselves with the gospel. This COVID-19 stuff, I'm telling you, can you imagine coming to Jesus and Jesus had to break up a meeting because, well, we got COVID. We can't do We're, We got to stop the... We got... Can't go to the cross this weekend. We got... We just read he healed them all. And right when, right when Peter said, and you know about Jesus, he healed everybody. And all of a sudden, whoo, the Holy Spirit came upon everybody. God will take care of every kind of sickness you can ever run across. Laura was just testifying this morning. She said she reads Psalm 91 before she goes to bed. And out of her own mouth, she said, you know what? I ain't been sick in over three years. <laughs> you know, I am neither. Paul was saying, you know, I ain't, I ain't been sick in a while. Praise God. There's something going on here. Well, we know what's going on. 
Anyway, now remember, not even, we're in chapter 13. It only goes to 28, and it's so fast. Paul's going to be, after they, their total boat is destroyed, 276 people swim to this island, wherever it is, and everybody's trying to help them. It's freezing cold, there's a storm out there, and a stupid snake bites Paul. And he just shakes it off. And they tried to treat him though he was, as if he was a god, but he wasn't. He's just like you and I. Snake bites, spider bites, whatever bites, bee bites, whatever, stings, whatever. Okay, so anyway, this guy, he couldn't believe it. That's part of our advertisement. Talk about your finances to people. If they're sick, just say, well, I know you're having trouble, but I'm, let me pray for you because it doesn't sound like you got something good and I know Jesus will help you. Yeah, but I don't believe about Jesus. If that's all right, you pray for them. You pray for them. God take care of them. Anyway, now Paul and those with him, they left Paphos by ship for Turkey. Okay, landing at the port of Perga. Then, uh-oh, look at that John. It's, it's John Mark is who that is. He deserted them. Whatever. Probably a young guy who wanted to go back home. He returned to Jerusalem. Actually, this guy here wrote the book of Mark. He's just kind of young right here. And I'll tell you what, if you remember this story, Barnabas, these two guys lock heads over him because about a year or so later, they're going to go on another trip. And Barnabas says, let's take Mark. And Paul says, by golly, we ain't taking Mark. <laughs> and they get so into it. Our beautiful Christian senior apostle Paul he said no. And they got into it. And it didn't say, well, they learned to forgive each other. No. If you have differences, if you can't agree, move on. Just separate. So what? It didn't kill the gospel. It didn't bother any of it. Anyway. So that, that's in there for a reason. Luke wrote it because he said, I'm going to give you the story about this. But Paul loves Mark. Doesn't matter. Anyway, so he ditched it and he went to Jerusalem. Paul and Barnabas, they went on to Antioch. There's two Antiochs now. If you notice, there's two of them. Anyway, in the city of province of Presidia. So one, one Antioch is not but about 200 miles from Jerusalem. The other Antioch is way up in, uh, or, or in Turkey, as we see. On the Sabbath, look at this. They went into the synagogue for the services. After the, look at that, the usual readings from the book of Moses and the prophets. See, boy, that's, that's, hmm. That's what has to happen in your churches. Instead of just, well, we need 10 songs. We need this, this, this. We've got to have a deacon report. We've got to have this report. And then we've got to let the preacher get up here and talk about his life for an hour and a half. You know, oh my gosh. They read from the book of Moses and the prophets. Those in charge of the service sent this message. Hey, brothers, if you have anything, word of instruction, come and give it. Paul stood up. Now, remember how simple the gospel is. Don't make it hard or you're going to wind up like the Jews in Jerusalem making it hard on all the Christians. Don't. He waved a greeting to them and began, Hey, men of Israel and all those who reverence God, let me begin uh, my remarks by a bit of history. Boy, I know, I know everybody in this room. This is just... Look at this. Here's your book of Genesis. Well, actually, all the way back to uh, uh, Exodus. The God of this nation, Israel, chose our ancestors, honored them in Egypt by gloriously leading them out of slavery. That never happened. <laughs> Yes, it did. Oh, my gosh. And he nursed them. Look at that. 40 years wandering in the wilderness. Yep. Then he destroyed. Boy, there it is again. The book of Joshua. Seven nations in Cana and gave Israel their land as an inheritance. Then look, Oh, here's a time frame on the book of Judges. Judges ruled for about 450 years. And then followed by, here we go, history, Samuel. Remember, Samuel leads you to David. The first king was Saul, but... 
he didn't last that long. Well, it was 40 years, but Saul didn't last long before the Lord, put it that way. <laughs> then the people begged for a king. God, here it is. God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin. He, there it is, 40 I'm, How do you know that, Richard? Well, <laughs> it's over and over again. It's history. You can get it yourself in the book of 1 Samuel, or you can get it here. But when God removed him, he placed him replaced him with David as king, a man about whom God said, David, son of Jesse, is a man after my own heart, for he will obey me. This is what Paul was getting to. Remember they were all saying about Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, the blind man would say, you know, whatever. And it's one of King David's descendants, Jesus, who is God's promised savior of Israel. But before he came, John the Baptist preached uh, the need for everyone in Israel to turn from sin to God. As John finished his work, he said, do you think I'm the Messiah? Well, it ain't me. It ain't me. Watch what he says here. Nope. But he's coming soon, and in comparison to him, I'm worthless. Brothers, you sons of Abraham, and also all you Gentiles here who worship, uh, uh, who reverence God, this salvation is for all of us. The Jews in Jerusalem and their leaders fulfilled prophecy by killing Jesus, for they did not recognize him. Uh, or realize that he is the one the prophets had written about, though they'd heard the prophets' words read every Sabbath. They found no case to execute him. Boy, look at the history here. But they asked Pilate to have him killed. Then when they finished all the prophecies concerning his death, he was taken from a cross, placed in a tomb, but God brought him back to life again. And he was seen uh, many times after, anyway, during the next few days by the men who had accompanied him from Jerusalem to Galilee. These men have constantly testified to this public witness. Okay. Remember, these people have never heard about this. All they knew was, you know, Exodus, Leviticus, I mean, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, the Old Testament. Now, Barnabas and I are here to tell you this good news. God's promise to our ancestors has come true in our time, in our own time, in that God has brought back Jesus from the life, from uh, Jesus back to life again. This is what the second psalm is about. Second psalm, yeah, number two, Psalm two. When it says concerning Jesus, today I've honored you as my son. Wow! For God has promised to bring him back to life again, no more to die. This is stated in the scripture that says, "I will do for you the wonderful thing I promised David." In another psalm, wow! Look at these things all hinged together. Look at this one. Peter used this one, but now Paul's using it. In another psalm, he explained more fully that God will not let his Holy One decay. Now that, if you think about that, now that's, oh, I think it's Psalm 8. Anyway, you have to look it up. It's, it's below 25. It's above 10. One of those in there. Anyway, that's amazing. You will not allow the Holy One to suffer decay. That's, boy, that's directly talking about this. That's the reason Paul mentioned it. In another psalm, he explained more fully, saying, God will not let his Holy One decay. This was not reference to David, for David served his generation according to the will of God. He died and buried, and his body decayed. No, it was reference to another someone God brought back to life whose body was not touched at all by the ravages of death. Now, boy, Paul's excited here. He says, brothers, listen. In other words, Jews and Greeks. Look, look at this. Look how power- this is the gospel. Look how powerful this is. These next two. Listen. In this man, Jesus, there's forgiveness for your sins. See, some people say, well, yeah, well, that's that's as of today, but tomorrow, if you blow it, you... No, please, gosh. Look at the next verse. Everyone who trusts in him is freed from all guilt and declared righteous. Look at this. Something the Jewish law could never do. Wow. 
Oh, be careful. Don't let the prophet's words apply to you. For they said, look and perish, you despisers of the truth. For I'm going to do something in your day, something you won't believe when you hear it announced. As the people left the synagogue that day, Paul returned to speak to them again the next week. Many Jews, what happened to them? And godly, oh, wow. Gentiles, they worshipped at the synagogue. They followed Paul and Barnabas down the street as the two men urged them to accept the mercies God was offering. The next week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of God. Look at this. But the Jewish leaders saw the crowds. They were jealous. And they cursed. And they argued against whatever Paul said. Then Barnabas and Paul and Barnabas, they spoke out boldly and declared, It was necessary that the good news from God should be first given to you Jews. But since you've rejected it, shown yourselves unworthy of eternal life, well, we're going to offer it to the Gentiles. For this is as the Lord commanded when he said, I've, I've made a light to the Gentiles. I have made you a light to the Gentiles to lead them from the farthest corners of the earth to my salvation. Look at the word. It's, it's salvation. Remember, salvation is not just a heaven thing. It's a daily problem stuff. When the Gentiles heard this, boy, they were very glad and rejoiced in Paul's message. And as many as wanted eternal life believed, so God's message spread throughout that region. Boy, the Jewish leaders stirred up godly women and the, uh, stirred up both the godly women and the civic leaders of the city. They incited a mob against Paul and Barnabas, ran them out of town. But they shook the dust off their feet and they, uh, against the town and they went to the city of Iconium. And their converts were filled with joy with the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to get through this next one. Watch this. At Iconium, they just basically got run out of town, didn't they? At Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went together to the synagogue and they preached with such power. So this is what was going on. It wasn't just like, well, hey, I'll just go. Man, whoever was sick was getting healed. Both Jews and Gentiles, they believed. But when the Jews who spurned God's message, they stirred up distrust among the Gentiles against Paul and Barnabas, saying all sorts of evil things about him. Nevertheless, they stayed there a long time. Preaching boldly, and the Lord proved their message from him by giving them power to do. There it is, great miracles. And that stuff hasn't quit. We may, like I say, if you don't want to pray for Peter to get out of prison, well, there's your fault. But we don't do that. Man, we're all the time. That's the reason we're covered up with miracles. But the people of the city were divided in their opinion about it. Some agreed with the Jewish leaders, some backed the apostles. When Paul and Barnabas learned of a plot to incite a mob, uh, of Gentiles and Jews and leaders to attack them and stone them. Boy, they fled for their lives. And they going to the cities of Lyconia, Lystra, Derby, and the surrounding area and preaching the good news there. Notice they didn't get killed. The Lord got them, warned them. They got out of there. Look at this. While they were at Lystra, they came upon a man crippled. Oh, please. I can guess what's going to happen. That's right. Who had been that way from birth. So he never had walked. Look at Look what we can get from this. He was listening as Paul preached. What was Paul preaching? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't care what your problems are. Jesus will fix it. And, note, and Paul noticed him and realized he had faith to be healed. Now, where did he get that faith to be healed from? Hearing about Jesus? He's going, wait a minute. Hey, I'm going to walk. Boy, Peter called to him. Stand up. The man leaped to his feet and started walking. Now, remember, this is not in a place where people know a whole lot about you know, they're actually in a bunch of places where they worship gods that came from the heavens and whatever. Venus and whatever and all. Anyway, the crowds listening, they saw what Paul done. They shouted in their local dialect, these men are gods in human bodies. Now, that's not a bad thing to say. They just are carried away, okay? They decided, look at this. Barnabas was the Greek god Jupiter. <laughs> well, bless their hearts. It's all right. And Paul, he was the chief speaker Mercury. But now Paul's going to straighten this out, isn't he? He's going to say, no, 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 it's Jesus. Don't be 
pushed it off saying it's the local priest of the temple of Jupiter located on the outskirts. Is he brought them a cartload of flowers. Well, that, hey, that's kind of nice. Well, wait a minute. And prepared to sacrifice. Whoa, what are they doing? They were going to sacrifice oxen, oxen at the gates. But when Paul and Barnabas saw what was happening, boy, they ripped their clothes. I mean, they're like, hey, whoa, hold on, guys. Don't do this. What are you doing? We're mere human beings like yourselves. Boy, I tell you, in America, some people just love this attention. Well, that's all right. They can't help themselves. Listen, it's all about Jesus. We have come to bring you the good news. Remember what that good news was? You can't earn this. It's a gift. You're invited to turn from these worship of these foolish things and to pray instead to the living God, who, there it is, who made heaven and earth and the sea and everything. In bygone days, he permitted the nations to go their way, but he left himself without, he never left himself without a witness. There was always reminders, the, the kind things he did, such as sending you rain, good crops, giving you food and gladness. But even so, Peter, boy, they barely stopped him from doing this. Okay. They could scarcely restrain the people, okay, from sacrificing. Only a few days later, here comes the dummies. Boy, the dummies, the Jews arrived from Antioch, and I could, boy, they turned the crowds into a, look at this, into a murderous mob that stoned Paul, and they dragged him out of the city, apparently dead. Look at the next verse. This is our daily prayers. But as the believers stood around him and they weren't going, yeah, I think he's dead, all right. <laughs> no, they couldn't be. But we were like, Lord. Anyway, remember Paul, not even five chapters later, he's preaching. He preached all night long. And a guy in the window, he's doing this number, and he, whoo, three flights, if it wasn't four. And he was dead. And Paul ran down there, and his life came back. That's what this is all about. I don't care what happens from this moment forward when we leave today. Just because of Jesus, God will fix every problem that you face today. Anyway, as the believers stood around him, he got up. Look at this. He went right back in there. Boy, you talk about in their faces. The next day, he left with Barnabas to Derby. He went right back through those same cities. said, hey, remember me? After preaching the good news there and making many disciples, oh my gosh, they returned again. This is the end of a stop. He went to Lystra, Iconium, Antioch, where they uh, helped the believers to grow in, in the love for God for, and for each other. They encouraged them to continue in the faith despite all the persecutions, reminding them that they must enter into the kingdom of God through many tribulations. Paul and Barnabas also appointed elders in every church and prayed for them with fasting, turning them over to the care of the Lord to whom they trusted. Then they went back to Pisidia, Pamphylia, preached again in Pergamon, went on to Italia. Finally, they got... Uh, returned by ship to Antioch where their journey had begun and they had been committed to God for the work now completed. Upon arrival, they gathered the believers and they just told every story. Look what they did. And they reported the trip telling how God had opened the door to the Gentiles there and they stayed with the believers in Antioch a long time. Boy, you see what's going on here? Now Paul's going to do this again, take another trip and then uh, we'll see and he'll wind up going back to, uh, uh, actually goes to Jerusalem twice. A real quick short trip around the same route. And then the last trip is a longer one, and he goes back to Jerusalem. It's, it's the whole story of the book of Acts. And then they put him in chains, and he gets hauled off all the way to uh, Caesar. And it ends right there, you know. But the whole time he's taken care of. It's, it's amazing. But anyway, look at the story. The story was no matter uh, Jesus, just a simple trust in Jesus takes care of everything. Praise God. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you. We're not feeling good. Hey, these people that we see that were sick, a guy that was crippled, you took care of them. You'll take care of us too. 
Lord, same thing's true financially. You sent that relief back to Jerusalem. Where'd that money come from? You must have got it. So if it's some other problem, who knows what could happen to us, what might be out there. Lord, you'll protect us. You'll take care of us just like you took care of Peter. And getting Peter and Barnabas out of trouble. You warned them, told them to get out. So, Father, we just think you'll take care of that. And that doesn't leave anything left but to watch you do what you're doing and to tell others about Jesus. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, amen. Praise the Lord.